Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from July 7th to July 13th, 2014. As a proud sponsor of Black Hat, Cisco is committed to providing its customers with the research and solutions necessary to help them achieve unmatched visibility, consistent control, and a reduction in complexity. Our threat and security experts will be in booth 611, showcasing its advanced threat protection portfolio of solutions and services that is integrated, pervasive, continuous, and open. You can still catch up on the best of Cisco Live 2014 keynotes, partner case studies, and session presentations. Go to www.ciscolive.com us. Registration on the website allows access to additional resources and presentations. Security alert activity increased this period, primarily due to the scheduled monthly Microsoft and Adobe security releases. The next scheduled Oracle Critical Product Update, including Java SE updates, will follow on July 15th. Microsoft published its monthly security bulletin release on July 8th. Microsoft released six bulletins that addressed 29 vulnerabilities. The bulletins addressed vulnerabilities in Microsoft Windows and Microsoft Internet Explorer. The vulnerabilities could allow an attacker to execute arbitrary code, gain escalated privileges, or cause a denial-of-service condition. Full details of the security bulletins, individual vulnerabilities, and recommended mitigations are available in the Cisco Event Response Microsoft Security Bulletin release for July 2014. Adobe released a security bulletin reported in IntelliShield Alert 34877 addressing three vulnerabilities affecting Adobe Flash Player and Adobe Air. The most significant of these vulnerabilities is detailed in IntelliShield Alert 34906 which has detailed technical information and an exploit tool publicly available. Users should be reminded that most will need to manually update their browsers. For organization users, maintaining the user browsers can be simplified by using the Qualys browser check. The next scheduled Oracle quarterly critical patch update will be released on July 15th, including Oracle product and Java updates. Oracle announced that they will release 115 patches for Oracle products and 20 patches for Java SE. Oracle also noted they will no longer support Microsoft Windows XP systems with Java SE updates. The details of the release have been posted at the Oracle Critical Patch Update pre-release announcement. In malicious code activity, RSA released a report on the Boleto campaign, including the malware targeting financial organizations. FireEye released research on the Brute POS botnet and malicious code that attempts to brute force attack point-of-sale systems. Also, Tunisian hackers announced their planned The Week of Horror attacks targeting government agencies and named financial organizations. Google announced it had identified and will remove and block multiple compromised certificates from an intermediate certificate authority in India that is connected to the Indian government. The compromised certificates affect not only Google, but also Yahoo and others. Cisco released a security advisory for Apache Struts 2 command execution vulnerability in multiple Cisco products. Cisco also released two updates for multiple vulnerabilities in Cisco Unified Communications Domain Manager 
and multiple vulnerabilities in OpenSSL affecting Cisco products. Penn State University and Tripwire released a benchmark service to assist organizations in measuring vulnerability management metrics. Mobile device researchers reported that the Android reset function does not fully erase personal data and information from the device. While details are currently limited on this report, users should understand that most of these wipe or erase functions will not likely erase all personal information and data from mobile devices, hard drives, or other electronic devices with memory. In most cases, ensuring that all data is completely removed requires detailed technical techniques to completely remove or overwrite the existing data to prevent traces that could be recovered and reconstructed through forensic techniques. Users should consider this risk and additional actions such as removing the SIM card or destroying the hard drive when turning in, disposing, recycling, or donating their electronic devices. IntelliShield published 160 events last week that included 100 new events and 60 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. For more information, visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield. In the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category, in addition to the military escalation between Hamas and Israel, Hamas and some associated groups have announced cyber attacks against Israel. Hamas announced the hashtag OpSaveGaza to include distributed denial-of-service attacks. Hamas appears to be trying to build support through the announcements to gain others in the attacks. In a related report, the Syrian Electronic Army briefly compromised the Israeli Defense Force's Twitter account. The compromise was identified within minutes and the SEA tweets removed. Some specific attack dates were noted in the announcement, but these types of attacks are common and ongoing regardless of the military activity. Israeli officials responded that Israel experiences millions of attacks daily and they are well prepared for any such attempted attacks. As we discussed in previous cyber risk reports, the ISIS group has set a new higher level of professionalism and coordination in their cyber propaganda campaigns associated with activity in Syria and Iraq. Hamas and its associated groups do not appear to be adopting that higher level of professionalism and organizational practices. The Hamas announcements and activity does not appear to be highly coordinated, although with the availability of DDoS for rent services, the attacks could cause substantial interruptions. As with many DDoS attacks, the potentially more significant threats are coordinated side attacks using the DDoS for distraction. Organizations are advised to monitor these often public exchanges to identify the tactics, techniques, and procedures used in the attacks and the effectiveness of the responses to update their knowledge and awareness for potential future attacks. As the military activity continues, additional businesses and organizations could be targeted if seen as supporting Israel. In the physical risk management category, the media has widely reported the details known to date of the raid at the Samsung facility in Sao Paulo, Brazil. The thieves kidnapped employees, stole their ID badges, and used those to gain entry to the facility. Then they spent three hours filling trucks to steal a reported 40,000 units of products, including tablet computers, mobile phones, and laptops estimated at a U.S. $6 million. The area is known as the Brazilian Silicon Valley, and like many commercial parks, hosts several large company facilities. The theft crimes in Sao Paulo have sharply increased over the past two years, and the police are still investigating this robbery. Many of these types of high-profile crimes seem too tempting for other criminals 
who will follow with copycat-type crimes. As the reports noted, there are many similar facilities around the world that may be considered vulnerable to these copycat crimes. While possibly not to the scale or high profile of this robbery, the reports point out what may be weaknesses in the physical security of these types of facilities and the potential high return of similar robberies. All organizations, particularly with similar facilities, should be on alert for these types of attempted copycat robberies and review the robbery reports and their own physical security measures to identify and mitigate similar weaknesses that thieves may attempt to exploit. In Internet of Things news, recent reports have highlighted the similar security weaknesses in both industrial control systems and Internet of Things objects and sensors, as many have similar designs. Poneman and Unisys released a report on ICS security and organizations' lack of preparedness for the current and potential vulnerabilities and attacks. Similar reports of medical devices and even light bulbs that leak information present vulnerabilities that can be exploited to compromise the networks and systems. In both ICS and Internet of Things cases, the experts note the lack of security implemented in these devices, some of which were never designed with security in mind or to be exposed to the Internet, yet in actual environments often are connected and exposed. The similarities between the security weaknesses with ICS and the Internet of Things objects should not be overlooked. While the ICS systems are limited to a relatively small number of infrastructure and manufacturing organizations, the Internet of Things objects will be commercial consumer products that reach a much larger user base. The security reviews with ICS systems have a few years head start on the Internet of Things objects, but we continually see similarities and the repeating of vulnerabilities. Internet of Things will certainly have a greater exposure and have to further consider proximity vulnerabilities and attacks because they will largely be exposed to the public or uncontrolled environments. Because most Internet of Things use wireless communications, the focus is on securing those communications and further on securing the home networks and mobile device communications used to access, manage, and store the information received from the Internet of Things sensors. It is a complicated scenario that requires detailed security assessments and controls, but the many similarities can give the security professionals, engineers, and developers an advantage to avoid known issues and establish security practices that can be applied to the rapidly developing Internet of Things technologies. Finally, in geopolitical news, the Russian Federation's lower house of parliament, the Duma, passed a law requiring Internet companies to store personal information of Russian citizens inside the country. If passed by the upper house and approved by President Vladimir Putin, it will require companies to use only data centers physically located in Russia by September 2016. Websites of companies that fail to comply may be blocked. Russia is not the first to consider legalization requiring local storage of personal information. Variants of the law have been considered in Brazil and the European Union, for example. Proponents of the legislation say it will protect the privacy of Russian citizens, while opponents say it will make it easier for government authorities to control and censor Russians' online activities, according to the BBC. Information security specialists may want to watch the progress of this legislation, as it may complicate cloud data storage requirements and broaden the rights of the Russian government to access data held by foreign companies. Moreover, other countries may be watching the progress of this bill with an eye toward enacting similar legislation, increasing legal uncertainty for multinationals and creating more nationally bounded cloud-related challenges for data administrators. 
this concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.